deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time. Your time. Not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow and I'm joined by Devin Leary. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about dating when you're not in a blackout, when you're not in a cold blackout. And that is something that I learned how to do when I was um, 20 years old. Yep. And speaking of blackouts, before we get into that topic, we're going to revisit one of our favorite points of inspiration. I would call it a Cinderella story. It's a Cinderella story. But for us, not for them. We thought we had lost this couple. We thought those were the early 2000s. How young and naive were we? Yes, how young and naive were we? I also feel like there is a being, there is a universe. I don't know if it's aliens. I don't know if it's God. I don't know if it's like what kind of entity it is. But something said, look at this little speck called the human race. Mm -hmm. And look what they're going through. I mean, they had Trump. They had Carolina's breakup. They had... COVID, Thank you they for had... putting all of those three together in equal importance. And this entity said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna cause a little rekindling of the flames between Ben and Jennifer, Benifer." But the, here's the thing: we have to come up with a name for our Benifer segment, as suggested by our wonderful producer Olivia, who I hung out with today, not to brag, and met her fiance today, not to brag. Carolina didn't not to burn her. I'm out of but... town or else I'm sure I would have been invited. I did not know yeah. about this. So it was a little jarring for Devin to say, I can't record at that time. I'm going to Olivia's. And yeah, saying, I was like, we're just like hanging. What, what? is happening? 
Olivia's like, what if you came up with a name for the segment? And I throw out what I thought was truly, I mean, Oscar-worthy name, which is Benifer, I hardly knew her. Okay, well, don't bring up the Oscars and Jennifer because you don't want to trigger me by the fact that JLo doesn't have an Oscar for Hustlers. No, I'm not trying to trigger anyone, but I did trigger myself by not even presenting my beautiful line correctly. How it really should be presented is <laughs> Benifer, I hardly knew her. Okay, no, we, so we know, we know. I send this text. I say, okay, Benifer, I hardly knew her. I'm like, okay, sorry. You know, like when the fire is just going through your veins into your fingertips, into your phone screen, and you're like, okay, you're welcome world. So that's what happened. And I send this and then hours, hours. Go by. First of all, Carolina like loves one of the other options that was suggested. She does a little heart on it. She ignores Benifer. I hardly knew her. Hours go by. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, I feel like be- I'm what's like being happening? gaslit. I'm like being gaslit by by society, by people who are acting like this isn't the most genius name. And like, am I crazy? Is the world crazy? Like, please, someone tell me. But I think Benifer, I hardly knew her is a great segment title. It is our title right now, and I do enjoy it. Benifer, I hardly knew her. Speaking of Benifer, I hardly knew her. Ben Affleck and JLo's mother, Guadalupe Rodriguez, were photographed together at the Wynn Resort. Affleck's filming and directing a new project there. Guadalupe famously once won $2.4 million at an Atlantic City casino because she loves to gamble. Like, she seems like she has a knife's life. A knife's life. No, I always remember Ben and Jennifer's mom had a good relationship. I remember something about like he won her over, like some tabloid story from the early aughts about how he won JLo's mom over. But um, yeah, they were at a casino and like I was excited about the story. I was excited about the headline, but then it did link to another story about how he had actually been caught gambling at three in the morning at the same casino. And I was like, I don't need the darkness. Again, an entity decided to give us this light. Please don't give me the dark please aspects don't of the story. Include that I, with your stories. I want, <laughs> please, I want to believe in this. I want to believe in the power of love and light and joy. And if it's forced, I don't care. If it's a made-up love story, I don't care. I want to believe in it. And so just don't throw in that he has a gambling addiction. And just please, like, three in the morning. Then I obviously I clicked on the picture because I was like, I, I do like to self-flagellate sometimes. And so I clicked on the link and the picture is like this, this like fluorescently lit bright as hell casino room where he's gambling and to be in a bright room at three in the morning, it's just never because of something good. So it just, that was dark. I, (laughs) I, I thought the same thing when I was thinking about, um, the kids involved, (laughs) I was like, wow, it must be really hard um, you know, it- there's like many lives at stake and we're like, thank you, Benifer, <laughs> hashtag Benifer, so happy. That's <laughs> the thing. I was like, wait, JLo's going to move to LA. Wait, so does that mean the kids move? Oh my God. They have to go to new schools. And then in my head, I was like, nope, I'm not going to, I'm not going to think about we're not gonna the go families. There. I'm not going to think about the families. <laughs> I can't. I, Carolina's I, like, is Emmy going to be bullied at her new school? I can't I don't have time. Him. Well, after her and Alex broke up, I say Alex, A-Rod. Uh, (laughs) after her and alex broke up emmy big al after her and big al as i call him she posted a j-lo posted a picture of emmy crying yeah i was like oh boy wait i know but also like okay 
at least they have Mark Anthony because I'm think I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, that's kind of sad that that A Rod was their stepdad, and then I'm like, but okay, Ben Affleck not much better as a stepdad, but then I'm like, you know what, they have Mark Anthony, and I I think you know who knows maybe Ben Affleck is a great dad because he's friends with Matt Damon and Matt Damon <laughs> seems like a really good dad and Matt Damon married a waitress remember or a bartender th- this is such a thing like as a girl it's like someone at some point in your life tells you that Matt Damon married a bartender and you just hold fast to that truth for the rest of your life like you you're just like that is possible like like will hunting one of the hottest characters of all time just met a bartender and fell in love with her like that is a possible reality and just like hold fast to dreams for if dreams die you know that's how I feel I well I felt about Zac Efron and the fact that he met this random girl and they like fell in love and started dating I think they broke up though and I think that he has body dysmorphia which is okay yeah he's in a good company Come on the pod. I, mean, I feel like if yeah, if he met us, we would he would get along with us and we would understand him. Speaking of which, we do have a high school musical corn tween segment that we could throw in here if we so if we so wish. <laughs> Let's throw to our high school musical segment. Hey guys, Jesse here with your true romance quarantine report. Let me describe to you what my life was like around the year 2006-2007. I listened to all my music on my iPod Nano. I read the Ocean Up website every day for Disney Channel Goss, all the goss I could get my hands on. And the soundtrack to my life was always High School Musical. I also mixed in some Camp Rock and Hannah Montana because I am only human. I would say it was a magical time to be a kid, but I was about 25 or 26 at the time, and it was a fine time to be an adult who liked children's stuff. If you're wondering if my tastes have matured in my middle age, the answer is of course not. And that's why I'm here today to discuss the season two premiere of High School Musical, the musical, the series. I actually almost threw in the towel on season one. Shout out to my friend Tina who convinced me to keep going after there was a fire and I was like, this is not realistic, I can't take this. Which is a surprising reaction from me as a Degrassi fan because I saw that fire and I was like, nah. And then I watched Degrassi and there are gas leaks, fires, bomb threats, floods, explosions. And I'm like, this feels totally normal for this school and I keep watching. Anyway, I made it through season one and look at us now. We're at the premiere and Olivia Rodrigo's masterpiece of an album dropped. It feels like 2006 is having a resurgence. The season premiere picks up post high school musical run and pre spring musical. Nini and Ricky are a couple again. Nini is leaving for the actors conservatory. Ricky is struggling with his dad selling their home and Miss Jen is ready to get revenge via musical on her ex-boyfriend Derek Huff. The drama club is partying together on New Year's and they are sparkling with Disney dust as they sing a medley from HSM 2, count down the new year, and are just very, very happy and shiny. The big reveal is that they will perform Beauty and the Beast for their spring musical, and Nini blurts out that she's moving to Den- Denver. It's very cute PG drama. My favorite part of this whole episode is when Ricky sings Bet On It from High School Musical 2 because that was my favorite performance in that film. Watching Zac Efron powerfully strut around an empty golf course while singing inspirational quotes was moving. I feel like Bet On It walked so that Give Me Everything by Pitbull could run. I gotta say, there is not a whole lot happening in this episode. There's a lot of concerned mugging and thoughtful stares at the camera. A lot of twirling and singing and saying how wonderful and heartwarming everything feels. 
But in terms of actual action, meh. Again, teenage Disney drama is always a win for me, so five out of five stars. The stuff going on with Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett off camera brings me right back to the days of Nick and Miley or Nick and Selena or Joe and Taylor or Joe and one of the girls from Allie and AJ or Joe and Demi or Kevin and... I'm kidding. The spiciest thing Kevin ever did was show up on Jersey Housewives as a contractor. Let's think about my life. Both in High School Musical, the musical, the series, and regular High School Musical, the kids in the drama club are the best of friends and in love with each other. That was never my life. I personally was never a performer or in theater, so I can't even tell you if that was the case in my school, that they were all like obsessed with each other and the best of friends. I was assigned to chorus in middle school once, and that was kind of a joke. The Glee Club teacher was a gym teacher that they just gave an extra course to. I remember her being like, I don't know, what do you guys want to sing? What should we sing? And we were like, we want to sing Grease and Seal. Anyway, my point is we did not bond in that class. That's the closest I came to being a performer. We did not bond in that class. We did not get along. And actually, it's coming back to me now that I accidentally sneezed on a girl in that class and that girl bullied me for the rest of seventh grade. So she came fuck right off. Anyway, check out season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Go listen to Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. And if you can dig up some old posts, go read Ocean Up. It was, what a time. Anyway, that's my report. I'm out. And we're back to discussing Benefer. Thank you so much, Jesse Konefsky, for your reporting. We are so happy to have you a part of the True Romance family. Um, Wait, can I just say something based on the quarantine that I've been dying to ask you, Carolina? Yeah. Have you listened to the Olivia Rodrigo album? No. Okay, because I was going to say, if you thought that Folklore was too intense of a breakup album, wait until you get your little ears on Happier, one of the best breakup songs ever written. I just okay. I just can't get around the idea that I'm listening to an 18-year-old. Like, I'm kind of like, what are you going to tell me? Maybe people feel that way about us. They think, what are these two young gals going to teach That's me? That's true. But we've lived and what if, hard what if lives. Give us a chance? Yeah, I mean, being on High School Musical, the musical, the series is harder than anything that I've had to probably go through because you have to work, what, 16, 18 hour That's days. That's true. When you're 14, you have body dysmorphia. As, as she says, it's brutal out there. So just give it a give it a gander. Give it a listen. All right. I'm going to check it out and I'll report back next week. Strawberry ice cream. Okay. <laughs> Wait, this article that you put in our notes. Yes. Okay. So I, I had to include this article, even though it didn't give me anything besides one quote that I want to mention. But the title of the article this was... This is the one headline. This is... No, no, no. This is a two-part headline. The first part is, why Benefer's built to last, colon. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck picked up where they left off, only better. Subheadline. They seemed grown up enough in 2002, but really Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez still had a lot of life to live through to figure out what they st really wanted, which, once again, is each other. I wanted to just include this one quote from it because I found it really inspiring, if it's okay for me to read this, Carol. Oh, please. Okay, so 
The quote is, talking to Huffington Post Live in 2015, what an iconic move to just take time for a Huffington Post Live, by the way, in 2015. It's about to be like the end of American democracy, and she's just taking seconds of her day to give to HuffPost Live. Um, J-Lo referenced, <laughs> referred to her and Affleck's whirlwind romance as, quote, a high-profile relationship that fell apart in a really bad way amid a really low career point for her. And yet Lopez also said she had, quote, no regrets. I would do it all over again, I think. I really would. Even the relationship part. I just feel like everything is part of your story and your journey and is meant to be and helps you grow if you're willing to look at it. And I'm willing to look. So I know that whatever that I got this from, like enews.com or something, I know that they put this in to be like, ooh, she's willing to look back at it. She's willing to go. She has no regrets because she wants to, like, be having sex with Ben Affleck again. Obviously, she already is. But what I take from this is, like, don't be hard on yourself. Yes. Like, she went through, like, multiple public divorces. Many, I mean, imagine you you go through one breakup and you think it's embarrassing that your friends know or that, like, your ex has a new girlfriend and posts on Instagram and you think that's embarrassing. Like, this woman went through multiple public divorces. She's faced racism, sexism, everything in the press. And she's saying, you know what, I would do it all over again because I learned from it and I'm willing to look at it and take stuff from it and grow. And I just love that. I love it too. And I love no regrets. I really do. I think that there's things that I know that I did in my past, in my past relationships, just in my past in general that were big mistakes or things that were, as my gr great grandmother, mama would say that were ugly, like ugly behavior. But Ooh. I- Mama, thanks for that, mama. Want to completely live without regrets because I don't, think that they teach us that much i think that they're primarily used for shame i know and then they're also in the same article was actually a quote from ben affleck about like shame but again i found it really dark and it, <laughs> like, it was like shame is toxic and it turns your life toxic and i blah 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 i was like I can't go here i can't think about the fact that he probably had a facelift i can't i have to just focus on like the good and the good, beauty the good. and the, the sweatsuit she wore getting out of the car in front of Did his house see in Brentwood. Her um wearing his flannel. Yes. It was so hot. I was like, see, this is hot. This is what we is need. So hot. We need less this is what we need. quotes from a <laughs> admitted addict about shame. We need more pictures in each other's clothes. I saw that picture of J Lo wearing his flannel and I was like, You just had like the most amazing sex of your life. Yeah. You're so hot. He's conventionally attractive, we'll say. And the fact that, like, I get to picture them having sex is just like a it's just a gift. And I need it right now. I like that you said he's conventionally attractive because this is the thing about Ben Affleck. If you met him in a bar and you're you would fuck you would. Yes, yes, you would. <laughs> no, you would. And you then would. your friends later would be like, oh, you went home with that really hot guy. Right. It's not like he's love like he he's definitely like sorry to demean him he's one night stand material 100 percent. you're like oh yeah he was kind of like bro-y and like he was chewing gum the whole time and stuff like that but um <laughs> and he like he was chewing gum the whole time <laughs> but you he know was. he had like he had like his hat like way too up like you know how yeah. guys who they don't have it to the side but they just have it like it's coming off their head but like fuck i did it and it was great and no regrets He's also like, he's the guy who you go on a date with and it's like, he smokes in the wrong place. Like, it's like, 
it's fine that he smokes, but he wants to smoke like when you're too close to the restaurant and you're like, okay, like people aren't smoking in this section. Like keep your cigarettes. It's like he doesn't know where to smoke his cigarettes. I feel like he just smokes them wherever he feels like. And you're like, okay, like please just can you wait till we get to the car? But he also shows up drunk. He shows up drunk, but then you're like, all right, well, as long as it's not so drunk that you can't have sex, it's fine. Because <laughs> I'm kind of drunk also, too, <laughs> depending what I year think, we're in. I think I have this problem too, where I've always been like, wait, I don't really think that Ben Affleck's that hot. But I think the problem is that I always think about him and Matt Damon, like in comparison as, as a duo. And so I'm always like, oh, well, compared to Matt Damon, like he's not hot, but in reality, compared to, like, any Joe off the street, I guess, yeah, like, he is really hot. But it's just, to me, not a lot of people can compare to Matt Damon. But right now, Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, a.k.a. J-Lo to some, um, is m- potentially moving in with Ben Affleck. As we've discussed, her kids might get bullied and she doesn't even care because she's like, the dick is that good. Like, that. Yeah. that is what I thought about that headline, too, where it's like, now she's already moving back to L.A. It's like... Again, Tess's theory is probably true. It's just like he She's must like, be really good at sex. This is what's happening. Like, I am choosing me. She's choosing her, and I support it, even though he's gambling at 3 a.m. Even though he's gambling, and let's just say if I was Jennifer Garner, and I had been driving my extra oh rehab, my and he had been having multiple high-profile relationships, and <laughs> suddenly everyone's like, oh my god, Jen and Ben are back together. I would be like, it's literally people are like praising God. People are like, I prayed in church for this. And now it's come to reality. If I was her, I would be she's having- like, how many Christian movies did I do? She's like, I made a whole Christian movie career and nobody prayed for me. But people are praying because Ben Affleck and fucking JLo are back together. This is my life. <laughs> this is that is the kind of thing that would make me smoke in the mornings again. First of all, I want to say again, when the darkness comes through the light and I just didn't want it was when I was on Daily Mail and I'm looking at Benefer pics and there comes up a picture of Jennifer Garner. And again, I was like, OK, no, I don't want to feel bad for her right now. I just want to focus on the good. But in reality, I do feel bad for her. And I do think this is fucked up for her. And I'm just like, I don't want to have to think about that. So another thing that popped up on the Daily Mail that I was like, I don't really want to be thinking about this right now. <laughs> I can't tell if Carolina will hate me for bringing this up. I think I know what it is. This was a headline. This was a headline on the Daily Mail today. And I am going to read it. And I'm sorry, trigger warning, if you don't like shit. Headline is NBC shuts down ultimate slip and slide after, quote, awful explosive diarrhea outbreak among crew members, dot, dot, dot. But hosts Ron Funches and Bobby Moynihan are spared. So, obviously, Devin put this in our notes and just wrote, sorry, after it. Because <laughs> I was like, I have to bring this up. Like, what is this? This ultimate slip and slide challenge with diarrhea outbreak? It is actually. Giardia? I was reading it and they have someone on the crew had a parasite. Disgusting. Called G- My dog has had this parasite, by the what, way. How, how do you sell it? Giardia? Giardia, yeah. Giardia. Giardia. And maybe 40 people got sick. Some people were collapsing and forced to run into porter potties. I mean, I would quit the industry. Well, the one good news item is there is on the list is, however, water in the, they're talking about like people running to porter potty, whatever. 
Giardia was discovered near the Simi Valley set this week. However, water in the set's restroom sinks, slide pool, pond, water truck, and well tested negative I'm for the never parasite. So going to a water park again. Listen, don't go to water parks in general. There's so much bacteria. I mean, it's just it's sick. It's sick. You're gonna get athlete's foot. You're gonna get horrible things. Just, People are wearing their I mean, band-aids in the pool. That's all I'll say. Oh my god, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. Yeah. You know what? We're not gonna get into this. We yeah, are a podcast about relationships and we just had to talk about shit for a second. But yeah, jump back sorry. to relationships. Ariana Grande got married to Dalton Gomez, her boyfriend, who may be her in drag, but we just don't know. And this happened a while ago, but we haven't commented. I thought her wedding dress was stunning. She looked beautiful. She covered up her butterfly tattoos with, you know, bridal paint or whatever girls use to cover their tats with. And bridal paint. (laughs) Yep. You hit the nail on the head there. It's called bridal paint. I love a house wedding. I love a home wedding. I mean, you have to be very, very rich to throw a big party at your house. Um, but kudos to her. I can't think of what n- his voice sounds like. We don't. We know nothing know. about him. Yeah, I guess like maybe that dick is good too because she already got married within like three weeks of meeting him. Yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more True Romance. I want true. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. 
The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com and we're back with True Romance. Today, we wanted to talk about something that I, I don't know why it took me so long to think of this conversation topic because I'm asked about it sometimes, but I don't drink, Devin doesn't drink, and um, I feel like that is weird to a lot of people or confusing or like, oh, really? At least it gets that. Like, oh, you don't drink? I mean, if you are a listener of the pod, you know that it doesn't agree with us. But I think it's really interesting when it comes to dating because I feel like it's a situation, you know, that a lot of people need some sort of lubricant for. And, you know, in in college, I remember people asked me, I got sober. I stopped drinking when I was 20. So sort of in the middle of my college experience. And I remember going to meet a guy and I was sober meeting him my friend was drinking and she was with me and she was like I would be terrified if I were you right now like she was literally getting drunk like watching me being like oh my god I would be so scared how do you do this like how do you just like go to meet someone and not like drink and the irony is that like dating me drunk is so much worse it's just traumatizing I mean again listeners longtime listeners of the pod know about the bedwetting But I would also like literally pass out before parties started. When I was in high school, my boyfriend was playing drums in a band um, and they were playing at a party and I just grabbed a bottle of vodka and chugged it while staring him in the eye while he was playing the drums like in the middle of his show. (laughs) And I just saw him be like cock his head like, huh? And then later he took me aside just to say that was kind of aggressive and I just sort of laughed it off like oh yeah that's just me doing my thing <laughs> that's just like so me though that's just like classic me that is uh that is an aggressive move but I I also appreciate that move because I feel like if that move happened in let's say a 13 reasons why or a cruel summer as I'm currently watching um I feel like that would be that would play well with like an intense dramatic song oh good point um, Maybe by like a Borns or um, a phosphorescent. Um, or if it was the OC, it's like you're Marissa, you're chugging the alcohol. Oh my God. Marissa. God. If my, so if my al- at, at the one hand, I feel like, yes, that was upsetting that you did that. On the other hand, I feel like at least you were going for dramatic effect. Yeah. And, you know, there were times where I was really, really fun drunk. Like I would do a lot of dancing. I loved, I, used to say all I want to do is get drunk and dance like that was my favorite activity and um sometimes I would literally though dance and then realize that no one else was dancing and that people were just watching me and sometimes it was like fun watching um I remember once dancing to Lauren Hill at this party in Santa Monica and literally everyone stopped like talking and were just cheering me on and it was a really fun night and then I remember dancing. Uh, humble brag. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Who said that? And then I remember dancing on the flip side 
to, I think it was a Trina song in front of a group of people, mostly guys. And I took me a second to realize what I was doing, like that, I, like there weren't a lot of girls there. And I was like, wait, this is really weird. Anyway, I mean, some would call that haunting. Okay, so you're saying it's haunting that you were dancing in a room full of men who all were watching you? A little bit. Well, not not that. It was more that it, I was dancing to a Trina song in like a pink like day dress and I I don't know how to say in so the, many the words The moves were embarrassing? That the I The moves were embarrassing? That I wasn't it, it wasn't like hot. Okay. I got it. Do you get so it? I, so <laughs> There were there was some flail happening. There was some flail on the floor. Okay. <laughs> there was some Yes. There was because I'm like, okay, she's like getting down and dirty. I have danced with Carolina. I think Carolina, you are a great great dancer and a fun dancer. So I was just trying to picture like I was like, this kind of sounds like a good time. She's getting people paying attention to her. Okay, that is, is just a rock So kind moment. of you to say because you are actually a good dancer. Do you know this? I know that I'm a good dancer and I'm actually proud of it. And I was really upset once by this guy that I was dating who I went to a wedding with. And I had said, like, I think I'm actually a pretty good dancer. And we went to the the wedding and he was like, I don't know. I was just like standing off to the side because just like I wasn't feeling my groove yet. And he's like, I thought you were a really good dancer. And just in that moment, I was like, wait, you are Burger from Sex and the City. Like, yes. fuck you. Like, I, in the same way that Carrie Bradshaw is a writer, I am a dancer, in that I'm not that good at it, and um, I have had some horrendous failures, but I keep trying, you know? And I go to my laptop every night, I go to my dance floor whenever I can, and I try. And so, go fuck yourself if you're going to try to be toxic on my parade, so... That was annoying. But yeah, I think you are a fun dancer. Um, but I know what you mean. I did the Dougie once, meaning I, I flailed. I had some flail on the floor and I thought it was the, the Dougie. Dougie. And I've seen you do the Dougie, though. I remember once trying. I'm not even kidding. I remember once trying to get you to leave a party because I wanted to go home and you were driving me. And then the Dougie came on and you were like, OK, uh, just after this song. <laughs> I love that song. I think it's like a really classically good beat it to is. a song. I remember dancing that song with you and Holly. Oh, my God. And Holly would look like, hey, would you teach me how to Dougie? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was funny. Oh, my God. You guys are so fun. We had some good times. Yeah. Too bad we're no not going to no be friends anymore. No one can say we didn't. Yeah. Too bad. Like, we don't hate each other now. But there was a time but where we had some good times. Besides this, besides the throw up, besides the peeing the bed and, you know, um, by the way, part of why Caroline and I are friends is because she said she peed the bed in front of me. And I was like, oh, my God, I pee the bed. And I was like, like our yeah, bonding no moment came from that. And I was like, it's cool to pee your pants. <laughs> Literally, that is I am Adam Sandler to Devin's little boy and Billy Madison. I was facing the wall of a house and I was so humiliated and I, I had fucking pee all over my levi jeans and carolina came over and said something well the funny thing is is i remember the first time i peed my pants from drinking too much and i was 16 which is insane and i was on a trip though with my russian friend who like was the only person who drank more than me and i was like i did something it was really crazy i think i peed the bed and she was like oh yeah 
it ha- like well it happens <laughs> and i was like phew that almost seemed really serious i remember that i found out i used to pee my pants and people's uh i used to pee people's belongings a lot in college oh, because i would get wasted worst. and pass out and um i found out that it was possible to shit yourself because you're so drunk like someone told me that that happened to someone on campus and it it did put the fear of god in me like i think eventually it wasn't why i stopped drinking but i think eventually when i did i was like you know what i've gotten this far without shitting myself and like i just have to give up now on a winning streak and yes it was at 20 years old and so it was like really you couldn't keep going but you know what no i couldn't because i don't want to shit myself i just don't not in this lifetime please but it, the irony is that, like, somehow dating sober felt worse than all of this. Like, worse than the fear of shitting ourselves. Worse than, like, dancing to Trina in front of strangers. Like, literally, the only thing that boyfriends were asking me to do was to, like, um, not yell and, like, not, like, drink as much. And it was, like, the one thing I really wouldn't concede. But dating sober for the first time or going on a date without drinking or you know, hooking up without drinking at the start, it felt like it was as if I was sitting in a dentist's waiting room and the dentist was like, before I see you for your appointment, go on the date with that guy. You see that guy who's been sitting um, across the room reading the magazine, just introduce yourself to him and just go on a date really quickly. And then I'll see you guys because it was felt that random, arbitrary, who, what, like, hello, hi how are you so i guess we should talk quickly okay i don't know or or like yeah if you're meeting someone in the supermarket and the whole foods manager is like you two are on a date now (laughs) like yeah it felt so weird and not fun or sexy and just random i have nothing to compare it to because i i didn't go on any i didn't go on but a single date until um I after I got sober until I I didn't even really like actually date if we're going to use dating as a verb I didn't really do that till I was like 25 years old but I I don't think any of yeah. us date I mean I didn't date I just would like meet guys I, mean, I and didn't have, have like, situations I had situations I guess if you can call situations being like I don't speak to the person until I'm completely blackout wasted and then I do something horrifying drinking to me is like when the best way I can describe me drinking is like in that movie, what lies beneath, like when she (laughs) holds the braid and she like becomes possessed, like people think of drinking as like, Oh, you must've drank too much. Like it's like, you're you, your current personality, who you are right now, but you just drank too much in reality. Like when I was drinking, I was possessed at all times. It was like, it made me a sick person who was unwell. It made me like so shameful, fearful, angry, scared self-loathing um that i was just like a completely different person and was honestly um rude and scary and unstable so like no one got within 10 feet without a death wish basically and it wasn't gonna last past like a few text messages before they were like this person doesn't seem right like this seems like like my first text messages with a guy would have been like at the time it would have been like the type of thing that you see in like a forensics files and and the person watching is like whoa these are some red flags how did this person not see this 
that's what happened a lot. But it, it seems that the men that came into my path did did understand red flags because they did back away. They did, in fact, um, they did, in fact, take distance from me. So I respect them for that. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely got to that place. But I, there was a long period of my life where, like, definitely I would you know, have the random three hour blackout. But there were times when like drinking was like just really fun and sexy. And I only did like a few regrettable things. I mean, I was really young. I was in high school, but, you know, in high school and kind of the beginning of college, I was super forward when I was drinking. Um, But by the way, when she's not drinking is when she messaged her coworker on Facebook and said, do you want to have sex? So imagine (laughs) Her saying that she was super forward means something. I was um, super forward and I would just I would meet a guy like and then tell someone like, oh, hey, I like that guy. Like make make sure he finds out. And then he would hit me up and be like, I'm at your dorm room and we'd make out and I would send his Facebook pics to my friends from home. Or I'd be at a party, talk to a guy for like three minutes. And this is what happens with me. I get impatient. Like it's still a problem. And so I would just be like, why are we talking? Like we know where this is going. And I would just like grab his shirt and kiss him. And when that pays off, it really pays off. A humble brag. Obviously, all of this progressed, like Devin said, into holding the braid, into gross times that weren't hot. Holding a braid. And like once you hold the braid, you know (laughs) that it's gone too far. I remember. Call, listen, call passages Malibu. As soon as your that hair touches your fingertips, and you feel those little tri-ringed design of hair, you have to get on the phone, speed dial passages Malibu. Oh, passages. do you got a bed? Do you got a bed? And then they don't take insurance, and that's a whole nother conversation because the recovery industry is a giant scam, and it's racist. Okay. She's right, though. But obviously, this all progressed, like I said. And I remember hitting on a guy in my hallway when all of a sudden a, like, burp came up. But it no. wasn't, like, new. No. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a, uh, it was, like, a. Like, it was so fun. He looked at me and he was like... It sounds like the grudge. It was the grudge. And he looked at me and he said, that was really <laughs> disgusting. And I said... Yeah. Yeah, that, Listen, that was me. You don't want to get to the grudge. Um, but this is all to say that eventually um, circumstances and our family and friends compelled us to um stop drinking and and then you know the question is like when i when i was got sober i just thought i'll never i'll never hook up with or sleep with anyone i'll never date anyone again and i i truly was almost at a place of acceptance i was like oh yeah like you don't really how do you do that stuff like how do i grab someone's shirt and like pull them in at a party like i i just thought it was also sanitized and like generic i was like there's nothing sexy here and i'm not gonna go to parties like i hated talking to people sober and it felt so awkward and i just i felt like i missed like not just with like guy relationships but my life became unsexy like it didn't feel smooth everything felt so awkward and square and then i mean it just really helped when i made friends with people who got it and this is a huge point which is if 
if there's nothing else you hear and you're curious about this at all, I thought everyone was going to care that I didn't drink or that I didn't have a glass of wine or beer or whatever normal people drink. But that's because whenever I had a friend around who wasn't drinking when I was drinking, it like kind of bugged me. Like, why are you here? Like, why are you coming out with us? And if I had a date that wasn't drinking, I would be like, okay, now it's going to be weird if I get drunk. And so it took me a second to realize that like, oh, if people really care that you're not drinking or like, what are you going to have? You're not having anything. Come on, drink with us. They usually have a drinking problem. I swear when I stopped drinking, there was a girl once who was like, I don't I want you to drink tonight. And now she's sober. (laughs) Like, yeah, I just think that. If people bug you about it, they usually have a problem. Otherwise, normal people I know um, are like, oh, you don't drink? Okay. No, no one cares. When I actually was like dating and going on app dates and stuff like that, it simply like never was an issue. And I did have a lot of fear about it. And it was like if a guy would be like, oh, do you want to get drinks? I would say yes. But then I would freak out. Like, is it weird that I said yes, even though I'm going to get there and say, can I have a Diet Coke? And then he's going to think it's weird and whatever. No one ever thought it was weird. A couple people were like, oh, we could have met somewhere else if you don't drink. And I was like, no, I like bars, which is true. I like hanging out in bars because I think they're fun and it's good people watching. And so I really want to emphasize that as well. And also that like I think it's much more common now. Like a lot of people don't drink for different reasons, whether it's like religious or spiritual or health. As I think if I remember correctly, Jesse Konevsky, our quarantine segment correspondent did say when she met me that she could tell from the fact that I had tattoos and at the time smoked cigarettes and ate like six donuts a day she was like I think you probably stopped drinking because of a rock bottom thing because it doesn't (laughs) seem like a like I'm doing the right thing for my body (laughs) choice I want true The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. 
Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com but I also want to say that like I love nothing more than being able to be present and in my authentic self for every experience in my life and like to be close to my intuition which sounds super cheesy but it's true like I feel fully present in everything that happens to me and I never thought that was possible if I'm not present it's because I'm like fearful or I like I'm distracted or I'm on my phone or something, but that's all stuff that I can actively work on now because I'm not just like diving into an addiction to escape from everything. And it's hard to date when you feel like you're like an open wound and you just gave up an addiction that's been like your crutch for a really long time and stuff and you're going through changes. But I just wouldn't like pass it up for anything because, you know, if you use something as an escape mechanism, it just... Well, it's just hard to like connect with someone when you're not connected with like your core and self. And that's something I really struggle with is like um, as now I'm like delving into like the codependent part of my that's another cool thing, too. Like I feel like because I stopped drinking, which was like a huge coping mechanism for me, I can look at all the other stuff I use as a coping mechanism now. And so now I'm exploring like being codependent. And that's something that I use to get out of my like authentic self. Um, But. I also just want to throw in a side note that I never enjoyed sex until I had sober sex. And I think sober sex is the best. It's a secret. It's a very, it's a crazy secret. Like if Cosmo should have like given us a heads up, like in the nineties that actually having sex sober was the way to go. And that otherwise, again, like shudder. Yeah, I mean, I want to shout out like all the guys that I've met, like you said, who when I told him I I don't drink, I remember one guy I met at a bar and I was like, I don't drink. And he said, oh, that's good to know. And I was like, oh, my God. Right. You're not like, wait, what? Then why am I here? And it's so funny because sometimes being conscious, like you said, it connects you to your authentic self. And I'd, I'd make less like stupid rash decisions because I don't always have the excuse of like I was drunk so I sent this text right so I'm just like well I have to be honest like I can't say something like that I can't hook up with this guy I don't like I mean it's made my life like more serious in a lot of ways because I haven't been able to take distractions you know like the alcohol is a distraction but also the behavior with the alcohol is the distraction yeah Like, I haven't been able to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just sort of like hanging out and getting drunk with this guy every like night. 
and like being like oh i was hung over so i couldn't do anything yeah it, yeah i know what you mean it's like taking initiative in your life which is complicated i remember like one of my friends when i said i wasn't drinking anymore said like oh like that makes sense like you're like getting your life together and so and i remember thinking like it does not feel that way at all like i feel like such garbage and i feel like the lowest i've ever been i don't feel like i'm getting my life together i feel like i'm really um scraping the bottom of the barrel but um that's kind of what it feels like to but that's like the unsexy thing i remember being at parties sober and being like i'm such a fucking loser i can't even drink normally or like trying to talk to people and i'm and like close friends of mine who aren't bad people at all but like there were close friends of mine who were like call me when you're fun again like as a joke but i they were just sort of and i was like yeah i'm just i'm different and it took me a second to feel like myself again but i now recognize that as my real self because i think i didn't feel like myself because i just my real self like felt like the girl who was like a little bit drunk at the party and it took me a while after that to realize there was this other self that been waiting the whole time much like you know if we're gonna go back to what lies beneath there's another girl there too the, there's a girl the beneath the surface crying. of the water yeah that and if if you look closely you can see her and she's just barely there um and you know what i do want to say this because i think it's worth noting and and in many ways i do think caroline and i we we are not journalists but we we are running parallel to um journalists in the sense that there are journalistic podcasts on the podcast app and our podcast is also on the podcast app yeah so in that sense i feel i must note that one jennifer lopez does not drink and so as um as my friend Brittany radica likes to quote from handmaid's tale let that be a lesson to you girls JLo does not drink. I mean, if it's good enough for JLo, it's good enough for me, which is exactly why I had sex with Ben Affleck, even though he was smoking close to the restaurant. And, you know, speaking of let that be a lesson to you girls, don't go on a slip and slide when you have Giardia and there's Please, shit running out of your ass. come on, ass. guys. Just if there is shit running out of your ass, please do not go on the slip and slide. And you know what? I'm not running to a porta potty. I'm going to go... <laughs> shit in someone's driveway like a dog i'm not putting myself <laughs> in a fucking porta body i'd rather shit i'm on tearing street. tearing down bobby moynihan's trailer <laughs> and i'm saying moynihan the time is fucking now get out or witness the worst travesty known to humankind that's about to come out of my butthole i'm gonna be like yeah i don't know i know you're i'm getting fired i don't care i don't care I'm shitting in here. I don't care. I'm shitting in Bobby Moynihan's trailer. I don't care. If this is the end of my career, if I'm not going to get a, quote, foot in the door or whatever they call it, if my foot is removed from the door just because I, I tore down. career paths. And you know what? I won't regret it. People are going to be like, oh, I thought you wanted to go in production. Yeah, well, <laughs> this thing happened. Tinseltown couldn't handle this. Tinseltown couldn't do it. And listen... I, if you see Carolina or I, okay, let's flash forward 
15 years from now, you see Carolina or I, you're wandering into a travel agent's office, let's say. You're like, who even is a travel agent? Who would choose this? And and you see a curly-headed girl, a red-headed girl sitting behind the computer. And you think, wait, is that Devin or Carolina who almost became superstars because they worked in production and they had a, a, a podcast called True Romance? That can't be Devin and Carolina. Well, guess what? It was. And you know why? Because we sacrificed our careers so that we could let the waterfall of diarrhea run into Bobby Moynihan's trailer <laughs> toilet as opposed to in a porta potty. Let the and water park never, run out of my ass. We will never regret our diarrhea water park in Bobby Moynihan's trailer because I want the dignity of not having explosive diarrhea in a porta potty. Okay? That's Hashtag all we have. Giardia awareness. Giardia awareness. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag this is a crisis. <laughs> this is a crisis. Bethany, please, Bethany Frankel, get the Be Strong initiative down to the, the set of Slip and Slide NBC with Bobby Moynihan because the Giardia is out of control. And I know you can help. And I know that all of your food has laxatives in it because it's all diet products. But still, you can help. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of True Romance. Don't even say thank you. I will say you're welcome. <laughs> you just had to listen to us talk about Giardia and Diarrhea and Bobby Moynihan for 10 minutes. Only you're welcome. Only for 10. Only for 10 altogether. 7 to 10. What? 7 to 10 minutes? That's not going to hurt you anyone. If you can't handle 7 to 10 minutes of diarrhea talk, then you will never make it in the travel agency industry like we did. Okay? I love you, Devin. Okay, love you. Bye. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqi.com. Made for women by women.